Hey guys, it's Brian with the Dad at Home Show. I'm your at-home dad buddy for all you stay-at-home dads, stay-at-home moms, full-time caregivers, and uh, anybody else that might fit that description. My goal is to keep you company as we figure out how to do this thing um, and get feedback from you and just uh, generally have a, a good conversation with you guys about stuff that impact our lives. So on my mind today is emergency preparedness. It's something that I've had a sideline interest in for a little bit, but I've never really taken a lot of action on it. It's uh, such a huge topic, and it can be really easy to be overwhelmed into uh, you know, not doing anything to prepare yourself and your family for the different kind of emergencies that could impact your lives wherever you are. You may have heard about the incoming missile alert that affected Hawaii recently. Um, fortunately, that turned out to be incorrect. I've heard differing reports on uh, that it was a mistake during a training run or that uh, the most recent thing I heard was that a guy um, misinterpreted training material to and he believed it to be real material and sent out the alert intentionally um, with uh, with incomplete information that uh, it was training material um, something like that but uh, on on our side of the world I'm in Alaska and so we kind of you know we're cousins with Hawaii in a way and so that's kind of impacted us but even more recently uh, we had a very large earthquake offshore of our coastal community um, in, in south-central Alaska. Initial reports indicated that it was an 8.0 quake on the Richter scale. The actual quake impact in my home uh, woke me up, and the house was shaking pretty good. Nothing massive, but the closet doors in my room were rattling quite a lot and could definitely feel things moving around quite a bit as I'm in the bed. It's a very eerie feeling when things that we mentally see as solid and immovable start moving, like the floor, your walls, things just randomly, you know, sitting on shelves and things like that. When they start moving, quote unquote, on their own, it's a very weird thing. Now, living in this part of the world, feeling minor quakes is not surprising uh, overall. Um, it's always a little weird, but it's not panic-inducing. But this one was definitely the strongest one I've ever felt. And so my wife and I were woken up by it, and we were kind of looking at each other like, man, I wonder if this is going to get worse or not. It lasted for about a minute, and then it stopped. And so, of course, what do you do? The first thing you do, you post on Facebook, hey, that was an earthquake. And then you start Googling around, where did that come from? How big was it? And as I was starting to do that, my iPhone gave this alert that I'd never seen before that was an emergency broadcast alert indicating that a tsunami was inbound to my area and I needed to get to high ground right away. And as soon as it came in, it hit my wife's phone too. We looked at each other. We were very confused. We weren't sure whether this was real or not. Uh, again, with the Hawaii thing from just a couple weeks ago, still in the back of our minds. And it was, uh, it was, you know, obviously we'd just been woken up as well. So we were a little bit disoriented. So I jumped on tsunami.gov. That's a great place to go if you're in a tsunami prone area. And sure enough, right on the front page, there was this big graphic with a map of the Pacific Northwest, including, you know, Washington, California, and uh, Alaska and up the, the western coast of Canada with big red swatch all the way through it saying an earthquake started here and this whole region is at risk for a tsunami warning. And if you're familiar with the NOAA usage of the words watch and warning, you may have heard of that in uh, Tornado Land as well. 
a watch means that conditions are right for something to happen. A warning is uh, whatever thing has been identified and is on its way. It's a thing that exists and we are warning you about it. Now, our house is not on the waterfront itself, but we're in a coastal community and I've seen the news about tsunamis and how large they can be and how much devastation they can bring. So we definitely kicked into high gear right away. I got the baby in her car seat. My wife got the first grader out of bed, woke her up. She was very confused. We rushed down to the car, hopped in the car and went up the uh, ski hill, which is uh, the highest point in town that's reasonably easy to get to and uh, popped up there, turned on the radio and started listening for updates. After a tense three hours or so, we found out finally that the tsunami did not reach us in any sort of destructive way, and we were able to go back home and finish out the night. But it got us thinking about ways that we need to be prepared for similar events in the future. So one of the first things that my wife and I did when we got home after being on high ground waiting for a tsunami to hit our house, um, which fortunately didn't happen, is we realized that when we needed to move out of the house quickly, when we were getting an alert and jetting out the door, we didn't have uh, what's commonly referred to as a go bag or a family emergency kit or something like that. So as we were getting this alert, we were running through the house, grabbing things, trying to figure out what we could need, how long we could possibly be gone. Questions that we didn't really have any way of answering because we didn't know how big of an event this would actually be. And if we had had something pre-planned already to go and we just pick it up, throw it in the car and get ourselves out of there, it would have definitely been a lot less stress on the evening as we were evacuating. If you're anything like us, you've thought about these sorts of things before, but you haven't done it because it can be expensive or it can be just overwhelming. You you know, go to these websites and you get these big long lists of things that you should have. Everybody needs one of these kits. And it's just, you know, there's like a list of 50 things and you're like, okay, I, I just, I don't know how to get started here. And also I've got to buy food this month. So how am I going to buy all this stuff to just put in a box and not use? The state of Alaska has created a document which will help you avoid that overwhelm by allowing you to create a seven day survival kit for your family in 12 weeks. Um, what it does is it breaks down what you need to buy and do during that 12 week period of time. And by the end of it, you will have uh, a, a useful kit for you and your family to grab in case of an emergency. It's really good because it will help you to buy what you need for your family, whatever the size of your family might be. So for example, in week one, this is something easy you can do. Get a first aid kit, a gallon of water per person, one day of food per person, and then a large container to fill the kit, like a trash can or a large tote, and a hand-operated can opener, just your basic dollar store can opener. And that's all you have to do in week one. Don't worry about anything else, just do that. Week two, you're gonna grab some duct tape, another gallon of water for each person, another day of food for each person, some plastic sheeting, a utility knife, and a backpack for your go kit. That's all for week two, and so on and so forth. Now, of course, you're thinking, well, what if there's a disaster in the middle of it? Well, you know, if you're really that worried about it, then you should be moving faster, but this is a way to get into it and get what you need. And you know what? If, if there's an earthquake two weeks in, you've already got a lot that most people don't have. Most people aren't preparing this way. You're already gonna have your first aid kit. You're gonna have eight gallons of water or however much for your family. You're gonna have some food already and stuff like that. So every little bit 
helps. And I feel like they've really front loaded this thing to get the most basic, most useful things, even in the early weeks. By the end of it, week 12, they're going to mention a generator, if affordable. I can't afford a generator, really, but that's okay. I'm going to have a bunch of extra batteries and stuff like that that's easy to grab. Other food items, if you want it. Pet supplies, your leashes, your pet IDs, stuff like that. And bug spray. You don't know if you're going to be outside or what the weather's going to be and things like that. But that's week 12, and you're done by that point. If you want to see the entire list, go to 7daykit.datathome.com, and I'm going to put link there to this thing from the state of Alaska. You know, it doesn't matter where you live. It's the useful kind of thing to have. I'm sure there's other similar things like that, but this is the one that I've been exposed to, and it's one that my family plans to do. So it's sevendaykit.datathome.com. That'll take you straight there, and uh, you can get started for your family. There's a lot more tips that I've been given that I can pass to you about emergency preparedness, but I'm going to keep it short today because I've got to prep the house. i got family coming into town. I'm going to touch base on data backups. You might be thinking, how in the world can backing up my data help me in an emergency? Um, and the main reason is peace of mind. If you get woken up in the middle of the night with a tornado on the way, a hurricane on the way, although you've usually got more warning on uh, hurricanes, or a tsunami or an earthquake just happened or something like that, the last thing you need to be worrying about is whether you are going to grab your computer and put it in the car, or where that phone is or where that camera is that you've been meaning to dump for years. Worse yet, if you run a business out of your home, like a huge percentage of Americans are doing these days, you know, are you going to have to think about grabbing a bunch of stuff out of a file cabinet or that pile of mail on the desk when you're trying to get your family to safety? You don't want to worry about any of that. So if you do something today, even if you do one thing today, I'm even going to tell you, probably against other advice, do this first before you even start your, your seven-day kit. Come up with a data backup solution. It is very inexpensive and it's very easy. The very first thing I want you to do today, get on Google Photos. Go to Photos. .google.com. I've talked about it on the station before. I haven't included it in a podcast episode yet, but I think I will. Um, Google Photos gives you free and unlimited photo and video storage for your personal photos, photos of your kids, stuff like that, the irreplaceable things that um, you want to have. Go to photos.google.com. Sign up there. If you don't have a Gmail account, no big deal. Um, it's a very cool service. I won't do a whole segment on it right now, but that's where you want to start. So at the very least, those irreplaceable things are going to be safe. You're not going to have to worry about it. You're not going to be grabbing cards and cameras and uh, photo albums and stuff like that. Now, you might be thinking, well, Brian, I've, I've, got a, I've got a hard drive on my desktop. I bought this thing uh, at Best Buy the other day, and I just put all my stuff on it, and it's backed up. Well, that's great. I genuinely, that is a great idea. You want a local backup if you can get it. But in the event of fire, flood, theft, someone walks in and they're stealing all your electronics, do you think they're going to leave your hard drive on the desk? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you want an off-site backup. That's why a cloud service is something that has to be a part of your backup plan. Um, now, beyond photos and videos, you're going to want a service like Carbonite. Um, I'm not specifically endorsing them. They're just, you know, top of mind. But look for a backup service that you can pay a yearly fee. It'll back up everything on your computer. You don't have to think about it. That's a key for any backup solution. You don't want to have to think about it because if you have to think about it, you won't. And your backups will be out of date. But get something like that. And so when that time comes, you've got that peace of mind that I'm going to worry about food, clothing, shelter, 
data is not not something you're worried about at all. So as I'm listening back to this segment before I publish it, I realize you can hear the baby working on her bottle in the background here in my lap. Um, but when you listen to a show called Dad at Home, that's not something that you're going to be surprised about, hopefully. Um, one final note, something like Dropbox can be a great service to use. Again, not specifically endorsing that one exclusively, but uh, it is top of mind for the type of cloud backup service. You can also do OneDrive or other things like that. I know Microsoft's pushing the OneDrive pretty hard on Windows machines lately. And I use both, actually, OneDrive and Dropbox right now. There's also Google Drive. Lots of different ways that you can buy storage online to, to put your documents and stuff. Use something like that. When you make a document, save it to a service like that, or even multiple ones. There's no reason not to. Um, and and then you know you've got that in place. So that's my tips for emergency preparedness today. It's something that I've been thinking about a little bit since we've gotten that middle of the night earthquake tsunami scare. And I might touch more on it with you guys again soon. But I really appreciate you listening. I'm glad to see the, the new listeners coming on board. That's pretty exciting. One great way to connect with the show is through Anchor. If you don't have Anchor yet, you can visit anchor.fm. Search for Dad at Home there. You can listen right there on the website. You can also find the apps at their site there. You can also go to dadathome.com to find me on the iTunes podcast list there. You can leave uh, reviews, which I would love to see, and uh, tell me what I'm doing right. If you're very polite, you can go to dadathome.ca to find the show there. Finally, if you are interested in finding out more about the Keepsake service, which I reviewed before, visit keep.dadathome.com for a free trial of premium Keepsake services. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great day, and I'll see you next time.